Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, and unfortunately I didn't hit record slightly earlier because Kerry was just describing what her bosom is doing right now. <laughs> well, you said are you a good distance from your mic, and I said, well, my bosom is resting on the table. So that's an indication of how far from the mic I am. If you know me, you know how far that is. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Ah, straight away, we're in with the tits, aren't we? Yes, the microphone is in Hove. Kerry is in Brighton. Correct. It's a bit of a festival weekend in the Cider Shed in that I am off to the Festival of Saint-Jean here tonight in Porto and Kerry is off to a day festival tomorrow, which is, Kerry? It's called Colours and it's at the Delaware Pavilion in Bexhill-on-Sea and it's an outdoor one right on the beach and all the artists are women, bands, singers, what have you. And it's one particular person that I wanted to see and I'm going to see them on my own on a little train journey and I'm going to just mooch about solo and love it. Okay, cool. I'm going downtown to watch a lot of fireworks, dance in the street and hit people Mm. on the head with a plastic hammer. Ah, and what about the festival? (laughs) That is the festival. (laughs) Pretty much. It's just massive street parties. Um, So in and around the centre of Porto, you find these little communities where people still live in a city. It hasn't been completely gentrified. So you can go just from neighbourhood to neighbourhood, just these street parties with all these bars and food things set up. Why do Portuguese people have a festival devoted to Timmy Mallet? (laughs) It's a very good question. I'll do lots of uh, investigation into that and get back to you, Kerry. Great, thank you. And we're so we're, we're doing a speedy-ish one, aren't we? Because we've got stuff to do. Ah, yeah. That's why I was saying all of that, wasn't it? Yeah, because mm. I'm going out and won't be home till about five or six in the morning and Kerry's not available tomorrow. So I will, and I haven't got to the supermarket to get festival supplies yet. So we're going to get through this and then God knows what the edit's going to be like, the state I'll be in tomorrow, but we'll give it a go. All right, Kerry, yeah. let's have a little break yeah. and then we'll come back and do them archers. Smashing. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I mean, the burning question here, Kerry, is how much longer can Peter hold out before he comes back to the podcast from his sabbatical? Because it, it seems to drive him slightly nuts, doesn't it? And uh, he comes into the what the Cider Shed WhatsApp mm. group. I'm doing my best to design an AI version of Peter. Um, so mm-hmm. like I, I have, it's only in its early stages, but just so people know, this is how Peter feels about the archers this evening. He nearly drove into a tree to stop the agony of Ellie nagging Lee. What a... P.S. I'm not from Swindon. I'm not Swindon. I'm not from Swindon. Okay, look, I mean, it's it's a prototype. <laughs> I didn't I'm tell not it to say. Swindon. Yeah, I didn't tell it to say that. It's becoming <laughs> it's becoming self aware. It's like Terminator. Yeah. So Peter's turned into a Latvian female, <laughs> or something. Touch of the water names. Who was the? Uh, oh, uh, the surrogate. The, Lexi. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, because Peter, this week and last week, just at the point we're about to hit record, he pops up, doesn't he, going, 
bloody hell, this week's Archers is doing my head in and tells us why. Um, so he's supposed to have these Friday evenings away from the Archers with his family and he can't stop getting in touch. If only there was somewhere he could go to air his grievances. Yeah. As with the airing, airing of grievances, let's start with Harrison, God's cop. Your thoughts on Harrison's wanting to leave the force, the, the dangerous front line of Ambridge policing, as Ben put it. That's really taking it out of him, isn't it? He's Well, he's been policing for 15 years since he was 23. So that is quite a long time, isn't it? I can understand why you might be suddenly thinking about changing. But on Fallon's birthday, he sort of rocked up from his night shift as a little surprise with some lay-by flowers. And I don't think that's ever a good idea. Isn't the statistic that everyone that buys lay-by flowers or petrol station flowers is coming back from an affair? Is it? 70% of people that buy flowers in petrol stations or lay-bys have been at it somewhere else. Okay. Maybe he's having to leave the police force then because he's been tampering at the station with a fellow colleague or something so he was on nights wasn't he and Fallon was not best pleased with him yawning while she was talking about the cake that Emma had made and then sort of went anyway I'm off now to see Ben and Bess and she wasn't best pleased because she said um you've only just got here like yeah but I promised him and I keep saying no left so she was fuming wasn't she which came out later And she wasn't really listening to him talk about his desires to get in touch with nature, do something a bit more meaningful, not deal with police work. I like that bit where he said, um, what's that yellow thing called? And Ben was like, the sun, Harrison. (laughs) He was like, no, I know what a buttercup is. We don't know anything about what you do know and what you don't know, Harrison. (laughs) It's all guesswork. He's worried that things are passing him by, doesn't he? It was like, you know, drug cartels, modern slavery units. Any type of crime at all. (laughs) It's totally eating him up inside that he can't spill the beans about Rob, isn't it? So he's compensating for that by basically having a handover meeting with anyone that he meets about everything that's gone on in the station in the last 48 hours. Because he said a couple of weeks ago to someone, possibly even Ben, Mm. that it's not fair to put it all on Fallon so he doesn't really say anything to her when he gets home. And then suddenly we Mm. hear the complete opposite of that when he comes through the door. Yes, and offloads about the mental health woman who there weren't any ambulances for for hours and the state of her flat was really disturbing and she wasn't capable of independent living and so on i mean it must be rough mustn't it dealing with that sort of thing day in day out for 15 years it didn't stop him having designs similar to fallon because fallon said she still waits for emily eves to give her the call and she should be playing on the pyramid stage mm. at glastonbury but harrison himself he, he broke into a bit of jlo did you hear oh god no he said all, all the people from the block having a pop <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, maybe they can leave Ambridge together and they'll be appearing at Glastonbury next year. If 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 Freddie's DJing's anything to go by, they'll these two will be headlining Glastonbury next year, won't they? DJ Freddie in the house, y'all. The whole Freddie thing, he's gone off to Ibiza and John is going in tow. I mean that's a shame because I'm gonna miss Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> when did we last hear from him? That's probably about two and a half years ago. 84 or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, John is the probably he's going to be the one that's going to freak everyone out when they drop some wobbly eggs. They'll be like, Freddie, you mate, he never says anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's like all the time. Yes, Harrison, Harrison. Then she really softened, didn't she? And said, hey, you know, I'll support you. I know you hate your job. And then he went, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate my job. <laughs> Make your bloody mind up. And they were all lovey-dovey. They had a washing up fight, didn't they? Because they're a team. He wanted to grab the tea towel. All very um, heavy-handed script writing, that was. But something's trouble at mill, isn't it, really? I think we've got a crossover coming where Harrison ends up. Fallon goes to open her gym, um, like her patty bar, whatever that oh, yes. is. And, uh, <laughs> and Harrison ends up as some kind of Death in Paradise-style copper. I mean, he'd probably have... Yield excellent results there, wouldn't he, in that kind of environment? Because oh, yeah. from what I've seen of Death in Paradise, the criminals are so bloody daft. <laughs> I've never it's, seen it's it. It's almost impossible not to catch them. Oh. Have you mm. not seen Death in Paradise? I'm I'm having this no. weird feeling that you've defended it. Oh, oh God, no, I haven't seen that. I I love a uh, detective stuff though, so I'm surprised I haven't seen that. And unless it's so shit, I wouldn't bother. Are you up with Black Mirror? I'm not yet. No, people at work were discussing it. Uh, mm. And one of one of the guys at work was saying one a particular episode. He didn't go into it because I haven't watched it. Has really haunted him since. Lock Henry episode two, absolutely stunning. Oh, okay. I, I will watch them. Yes, her fantasy life came out of nowhere, didn't it? All of a sudden, she's gonna. I know it was a fantasy, but that wasn't what I was expecting her to say. Is it you? No. Does do you think that's them heading off into the sunset? Because Linda gave that whole. Oh, it's bloody awkward, isn't it? Hearing Linda talk about Robert kind of gets yeah. you in the feels, doesn't it? Mm. And she said there was less and less of him. I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. but, yeah. but their escape was to come to Ambridge. So if living mm-hmm. in Ambridge to Fallon isn't perfect for her, then maybe the logical step is something like they, they go over to the Caribbean or something like that. I don't know. I felt like this was the beginning of them getting written out. I mean, who's going to solve all the crime? And who's going to settle all the hedge disputes? Nobody, the same as always. <laughs> I don't think they're going to leave. I think it quite rightly, you know, couples have friction, don't they? And it just, it was that. And it shows that Harrison, there's a bit more to Harrison than meets the eye. She's going to support whatever he wishes to do. I think he may well leave his job, but um, it's giving her the heebie-jeebies because of her precarious business, which can go to shit, can't it? Like when COVID happened, how are they going to pay for the uh, inflatable flamingos? Gin gin and tonic Mm. cupcake kits. and God, that's hard to say. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there is some suggestion online that uh, Harrison might be the next vicar thereby blocking Shula's return, which I'm all for, to be honest. Can you imagine his sermons? You know, where he doesn't actually know anything, (laughs) doesn't understand anything. And so Jesus said... I think it was Jesus. It looked a bit like Jesus. We we had a line-up and uh, they they all had long hair, so I couldn't really tell them apart. Pontius Pilate looked down at him and said, look, lads, this is a civil matter. Let it go. (laughs) A bit worried about them early in the week, less worried about them at the end of the week. I think they'll be okay. Another couple who are experiencing friction, Tom and Lee. They are, aren't they? Lee's been moping about the place, snapping at Tom about he's been put on restricted duties where he can't have face-to-faces with people. He's got to do, is it online consultations or remote or something? I thought restricted duties was what Helen had him on in the bedroom. (laughs) Oh, she is 
hideous. We'll get to her later. Well, I thought maybe in terms of the karate lessons, everyone's allowed to punch him in the knackers, but he's not allowed to retaliate. <laughs> Sykes, he's missing him, though. I had no idea that Lee and Sykesy were having an affair. <laughs> he prefers the touch of Harrison. Uh, not Harrison. Harrison's... <laughs> Harrison's not involved, is well, he? Well, I mean, he is looking for a career change. The strong arm of the law and yeah. all that. <laughs> he prefers the touch of Lee because this other person, the other physio, has got cold hands, which made me immediately think Lee's hands are really warm and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm imagining coming in with like Kenny Everett style hands now. Yeah. All right, come on, Sykesy, let's go. <laughs> but what was that weird bit where Lee, having snapped at Tom and had a bit of an argy-bargy, Kind of understandably, because he's he's messed up his career. Although Lee has got a mind of his own, you would hope. When he sort of went, um, he phoned Ben, didn't he? Bef- just after Helen woke him up and forced him to make dinner from his nap, he said to Ben, make sure Sykesy does do his exercises. Yeah, and uh, P.S. tell him I love him. <laughs> I, I didn't... Um, why did he do that? What was the point of that? Because surely Ben... Probably says that sort of thing to Sykesy, doesn't he? Oh, come on, Sykesy, you old twat. I think it's to show that he he really misses his job and oh, it's God, eating him it? up inside that he's missing going into the, the laurels and fondling old farm workers. Uh, now, whereas Ben probably has everyone in the care home's mobile phone numbers because he takes them all home with him, it, it sounds like Lee does not have Sykes' mobile because he could have just rung him, couldn't he? And said, do your exercises. Do you think Sykes has a mobile? Oh, that's true. Do, do old people? I've got a mobile, so maybe he has. <laughs> <laughs> but it was horrible hearing his name. I, I sort of thought, oh, I'd forgotten about him. And I quite liked that I had forgotten about him. And now they're mentioning him. He didn't appear, so that was good. I get a feeling he is a vehicle for other things. Like he, he will be back at some point. Mm. Tom getting all the right treatment from Lee, I felt. There was just that bit where Tom yeah. was, look, maybe, uh, maybe I could speak to Rob and explain that it was my idea to go down there and kick the shit out of him and intimidate him. And Lee just kind of looked back at him and said, I was so stupid for listening to you, you twat. <laughs> or something yeah, like that. Said, yeah, yeah. And he also said, um, I'll speak to your management at work. Can you yeah. imagine that happening? He did step into when Linda was trying to badger Lee into getting on the fate committee. Tom sort of stepped in, didn't he, and warded her away. Lee doesn't seem to be able to handle any questions about anything right now because linda said like how are things at your job or something like, my job i said like he was about to go my job that i'm restricted from yeah because how of do this you think they are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think i do feel for lee into we were, were we talking about tom or lee or both does it matter we're talking about both yeah i feel for lee helen is just nagging isn't she i know he messed up but she nagged him before he messed up and she's nagging him now. I don't know how he has the patience. At all. Well, he doesn't have any patience at the moment. <laughs> this is how, you know how he, how he doesn't have the patience because he doesn't have any. But do you know what I mean? I think how she speaks to him around the house. Oh, yes, yeah, come on. You said you were cooking dicker, dicker? dinner. Wake <laughs> up. And then said Jack is complaining that he's hungry. Like, this sounds like a, an awful household. And then Pat showed up. 
It's just an extension of Bridge Farm, isn't it? In its misery, mm. dysfunction, I yes. think. There was that bit where Helen earlier in the week said, I am a 44-year-old woman with two children. Actually, scrub that, three children. Yeah. Yes, who I need to protect and nag at constantly. We got away from it a bit with some cheese tasting, though, thankfully. Oh, God, that was a bit weird as well, wasn't it? That yeah. sort of, hmm, it's... The texture's good. It's really creamy. I thought when Linda said to Lee, like, I know you have a full plate. I was just imagining Lee was walking back with one of those, <laughs> if you can eat this breakfast, you don't pay kind of things from yeah. the counter. Yeah, the cheese thing, it was just, that was a means of Pat tiptoeing around and seeing who she'd been speaking to about what. And then in the end, Helen did say, I am not going to contact Rob. I'm not going to see him. I've decided. Do you feel relieved about that? And Pat was like, we we do support you in everything, even no matter how uncomfortable it makes us feel. We're mm. always here for you. I, that was another thing about when Pat and Tony realised, I think this was on Sunday, really early on, after their heads had exploded and they were shouting at Helen and making brain soup with their exploding <laughs> heads. Tony said, um, we have to find, to Pat, we have to find a way to communicate our concerns without making things worse. <laughs> no shit. He, he he said that as if he'd had a religious moment and it all had become clear. Um, I mean, thank God it has come to this point because I just hope they stop shouting at her. Yeah, because we had that juxtaposition of them after Helen walked off. They said like, we it was something along those lines, wasn't it? We need to do everything we can to protect mm. her or show her that we want the best for her. And then it just cut to Helen walking into Lee and Kirsty and going, Oh, jeez, what a pair of c**ts they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Kirsty, she stepped in, didn't she, saying, we all love you, Helen, but that doesn't mean we have to like what you're doing. And all of Twitter <laughs> were going, no, we don't. Don't count us in with, with that yeah. we all love you thing. I had no idea Helen had discovered Twitter and the podcast because she said, those voices inside telling me I'm worthless. <laughs> inside my telephone. <laughs> um, and Henry spoke. This week. Yeah, Henry on mic. Don't say Henry on mic. That's that's not nice image. <laughs> Poor old Mike Tucker. He wouldn't be. He couldn't do it anyway with his diabetes. Good. <laughs> there was that very clumsy story about yes. Helen got stuck in the mud, oh. and Tom got a wooden plank and went to help her. Um, what was it Henry said? I mean, he said the best, the four words that you can best use to describe Tom. He said. Epic fail, Uncle Tom. (laughs) Henry never needs to speak again. (laughs) He just needs to sort of rotate permanently going, epic fail, (laughs) epic fail, epic fail at everyone who's around him. And it will tie in nicely. Harrison did say obs this week. He did, yeah. that that, It makes you just go like that, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you shimmy when you do that? I do. I am shimmying. Shoulders are going... (laughs) speak oh and also they had a beetroot picking competition everything has to be a sodding competition doesn't it there's barely an episode goes by without someone competing for something it's like yep. if they're at the till it's like how quickly can you get your card reader out will it be before i get my phone out if rishi sunak is in that race you're bound to win <laughs> It's very strange indeed, all this competitiveness, isn't it? When did you last have to compete with somebody? Well, I did have a, I had a bet with a student on Wednesday 
because much like you, Kerry, they are obsessed with the TV series The Tudors. Are they? Yeah, they've watched the series five times, apparently. Amazing. And I gave them a, it was a past simple exercise. So it was the history of Henry VIII. So there was a gap Mm. in each various points in the text where they had to write the past simple form of the verb, obviously, because Henry VIII existed in the past. Yeah. And there was a bit in I there about... that out. I know he's yeah. on my television, but I can <laughs> tell. I can tell. There's something about him. Yeah. Um, not, isn't, not it John, isn't it Jonathan Rhys-Meyers plays Henry VIII in that? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, because that, that was on TV around 2007 when I was living in Ireland. And obviously he's big in Ireland. So that kind of boosted ah. it. Um, hmm. Otherwise, they, they might not be so f- fanatical about watching someone who formed the Church of England. <laughs> yes. She felt convinced that Edward Tudor had died at about the age of eight. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he was a teenager. He wasn't far off getting to the throne. She said, no, in the series, he's very young. And then uh, I bet we had a little competition about it. And then it turned out he died when he was 15. He did indeed. Yeah, we're forever scrolling on Google to find out, to fact check bits and pieces. It's We're, we're loving it. We're enjoying it. It's a right old romp. He Henry VIII is horrific. I, I don't know. He must have had some redeeming qualities. He's a bit like Adam. He's <laughs> not like Adam. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm loving that. So you did have a bet and you won the bet. Yes. And there was a bit at the end, but they listed all of his wives in the relationship. Who was the last wife? Catherine? Um, one Tate. Who, no. <laughs> the one who outlived him. Well, it's either Pa or what's the, Howard. We, we haven't got there yet. They're the two. They're the two at the end. Just one of my students did very good informal English. His last wife was blah, 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 who survived. He died. And one of the students just went, good one, Catherine. <laughs> that sounds like she's still alive now. If Henry VIII hadn't existed, uh, or mm. if he had existed, but not been so desperate to remarry, how much different do you think Ambridge would be as a community? Because obviously you wouldn't have a C of E. <laughs> He flip-flopped all over the place in terms of that as well. Much like Adam. Yeah, along the way. Well, the whole country would be very different. He's got a lot to answer for, this Henry VIII character. Yeah, I mean, the, the more I read about him, the less I like him, to be honest, Ed. Uh, Helen? Yeah. <laughs> Kerry? Jesus! No, it's Matthew. <laughs> Hello, the, uh, this is the Side Shed Pod with Jesus and Helen. Um, <laughs> so. Yes, back to... A village. We're enjoying Lee being shitty to Tom, at least I am. Yes. Henry's on Mike. We never really need to hear from him again. He said the, the only four words that need saying. Oh, one thing about him, though, he's fast at running. I was thinking, how significant is that going to be? Because <laughs> he was picked for the 100 metres. That's going to be like The Shining. He can outrun Rob. Exactly. My thoughts immediately leapt to him running away, having shot him in the head. Two other people mm. that are having a slightly different relationship to the one they had until recently, Stella and Adam. Stella is taking no shit. She's taking no prisoners. It's great hearing her deal with Adam in this way. He's yeah. he's properly in his place. She's marching about telling people not to have fires when they've had fires for years in that place. <laughs> her dog's wanting to savage yeah. the entire Aldridge family. Yeah. What, the bit where Adam said to her, um, I don't want you to think that I didn't stand up for you. It's like she was there. She was there and you did. And then he tried to say, oh, uh, my head was in a bad place. 
I was really struggling. It's like, you weren't at the time that she was fired and you were standing there doing nothing. She saw parallels between the way he passed the buck on to Kate about the fire. Yes. And he said, like, well, she said you blamed Kate. Funny that. I love this. Yeah, I am too. There was that bit where he said, you know, I could stick around and uh, have the that cosy job of sitting up in the combine harvester. And she went, no, I'm sure a bridge farm needs you to get down in the dirt and pull weeds out with your hands, you double-crossing <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great, isn't she? A, a, a top character, Stella. And she went up Lakey Hill with Ruth, which always infers a romantic liaison. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> Who goes up there? We got to hear about something else, though, didn't we? The woman at the wedding that she's been messaging, was it? Yes. Yeah. She's been frantically messaging because she's super keen, isn't she? Yeah. There was that bit where, um, wanting to know more, Ruth said, Come on, Stella, flick the beans. (laughs) She did not, you naughty boy. What was it? Spill. All right. (laughs) Yes. Did Is this the first time we have had confirmation of Stella being attracted to women. Yes. I mean, other than the fact that you said on the podcast about a month ago, I reckon she wears trousers. (laughs) And has possibly short hair, yeah. Yeah. All the signs (laughs) in this modern world. Kerry, why are we getting fun, Adam? It's just Adam, but he's laughing where he wouldn't have normally done it. Because on Wednesday, Mm. it was the cleanup operation in the kitchen wasn't it? In the pizza van. Yeah, pizza van, sorry. And yeah. Kate was trying to drag him into the, the wicker man solstice thing that she was yeah. having. And he, he said, but he said it with laughter, but I haven't finished disinfecting the surfaces. This boils down to the fact that he can't act. Well, and somebody has, somebody has said to him, lighten it up a bit. Yeah, and his way of lightening up is doing that. There was the smudging stick, wasn't there, that Kate had. She was lighting her smudging stick, which she was selling for four ninety nine a stick or four for 20 quid. I love how she completely commercialises all this spiritualism. It's hilarious. And the smoke from the sage wards off negative energy. So I was thinking, why is Adam still standing there? <laughs> well, that was a little bit of a, a precursor to Stella barging in, wasn't she? She was the negative mm. energy. So obviously mm-hmm. not enough sage in your smudging stick. Okay, yeah. you need to get a bit more. How about Adam? He lit. He wrote a note and lit it, didn't he? And threw it to the fire or something like that. And about about um, something from your past that you'd like to get rid of. Yeah. I don't want to feel sad anymore when I think <laughs> about my mum. I'd like to smile. Will that do? He said at the end. <laughs> Do you think that's just him saying that to the director and they accidentally left that bit in? Yes. I thought when she said, what would you like to let go of? He was like, uh, this IOU for 5000 for rewiring the cottage. Oh, yeah, set that on fire. So there is tension building. Kate was rude to Stella as well, wasn't she? Yeah, you know, didn't mm. she say something along the lines, he's already fired you once? Yeah, and you're an employee. Yeah, it's trouble is coming there isn't there there's going to be some mm. issues if only jenny were here to sort them all out with a i don't know a cake <laughs> <laughs> it was weird like adam sort of violently threw water on the fire in the middle of this 40 people most of whom it was all vegan wasn't it and various diets were mentioned um there were three on raw food diets two paleo seven gluten-free a fod fodmap 
which is to do with IBS, a nut allergy. Well, if nut, nut allergy, get out of Ambridge. <laughs> that person's body just ballooned the moment they entered the county. <laughs> um, they paid money to be there for this spiritual experience. And the next thing, Adam's throwing water on the fire pit. And Stella's shouting at Kate. It's not very calming, really, is it? No, it's an Aldrich family solstice. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem to me that the people in the background had even noticed what was happening. You could just hear them like mingling and chatting and having fun. And at the same time, there's just this massive argument kicking off. Ruth was good as the voice of reason, wasn't she? She was like, no, look, it hasn't ruined your freaky festival. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. Everyone's so yeah. high. I mean, they're all eating this LSD, late chocolate laced with LSD, isn't it? Yeah, Stella had a good line, didn't she? Um, what did she say? I'm partial to a twirl. Yes. <laughs> Which was a really, I liked that because it obviously just cut through the bullshit, didn't it? She's yeah. not part of any of that scene at all. She's about dealing with facts and logical things and that's all nonsense. Uh, you embers are gonna risk setting fire to everything that i'm working for i'm off for a twirl yeah and with it being the solstice i did have this vision of the drill that's cost like what is it two hundred and fifty thousand pounds <laughs> like turning up next week and it being a scale model somehow <laughs> like a really sort of small one like like the spinal tap stonehenge <laughs> Stone forget edge. this fuck the napkin yeah, I really hope it. when it turns up, it's actually nothing like what they've paid for. That w- that wouldn't bode well for Stella, though, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't wish that, really. But she still makes Adam try to get inside and work it, even though it's very <laughs> tiny. Yes. Oh, speaking of things that should be big and are small, or you think they're small and they're big, I met Doctor Who the other day. Oh, yeah. On the train. Sylvester McCoy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird, sitting on my little train going home. Did you thank him to his services for crisps? Ha <laughs> ha, I didn't. It was a very brief encounter, me and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I sort of went, oh, you're, you're Sylvester McCoy, aren't you? And he went, yes. What was the name of his sidekick that I fancied in Doctor Ace, Who? Ace or something. Because someone said, it. oh, if only you'd met Ace, they put on Twitter, which I had to Google because I didn't know what they were talking about. She was the one that used to say, wicked. Like they threw her in as a kind of a late eighties B girl kind uh, of character, oh, didn't, didn't they? they? Yeah, yeah. And so, someone else on Twitter said, "Oh, well done for meeting the second worst Doctor Who." Oh, thanks. Who's the first? <laughs> I don't know. I don't ask. Him. Well, uh, for Doctor Who, Who fans, they all think that Paul McGann was the worst one. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that'll be it then. No, he was lovely. It was so nice to see him. He got right sort of, you know, I'm quite good with recognizing faces. Suddenly he was there. I was like, oh, I had to ask him if he was who I thought he was. And he went to an mm. absolutely terrible Doctor Who museum, which has really bad waxworks. This sounds else. good. Yeah, Tom Baker, kind of, as I recall, he looked uh, demonic, as I recall. I'll have to see if I can find the, the video that he sent me. Because oh, I, then, I then sent it to a friend of mine whose son is a big Doctor Who fan. She wrote back and said, uh, Zach hasn't stopped laughing for 10 minutes. <laughs> I love those bad waxworks places. They're yeah. so good, aren't they? Usually it's like Cliff Richard and the Royal Family and yeah. stuff like that, isn't it? Well, there's some where you literally just have to try and guess who it is. Yeah, that's so much better than actual real, realistic ones, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, could be Ian Botham, could be Freddie Mercury. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little break and then we'll yes. come back. And uh, is there anything left 
No. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ferrety fun. There you go. You look silly now. I do look silly, don't I? Yeah, Eddie and his ferrety fun. He wants to race ferrets with humans. Is that right? Or did he want to... Did you want to cross ferrets with humans and create a new race who will then take over Ambridge? Some will have the heads of ferrets and the lowers of humans and others will have the heads of humans and the undercarriage and legs of ferrets. <laughs> I think Bar- Barry, whatever his name's already working on that, isn't he? <laughs> It's got some lab going. I, Lin, Linda wasn't up for it at all until Eddie said, well, you've heard about Darrington and their polecat fest, haven't you? Did he? Re- I haven't. I missed that. That's another line. Have you just made that up? I don't yeah, know. I, just, I just made it up. Oh, it could have fucking happened though, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yes, bless Joy. She was the only person who volunteered proactively for the Village Fate Committee. Fallon was sitting there having been wrangled into it by Linda having a nice chat with her and then going, so you will sign up for the fate committee after all, won't <laughs> Your Linda impression just gets me. Some, sorry for everyone who had headphones on at that moment. I mean... <laughs> um, and then Eddie, for some reason, desperately wants to bring his ferret creatures on board what's he what's he wanting out of this is he gonna oh he's gonna bet isn't he he's gonna run a book yeah That's for sure thing. Uh, when is the fate is it a summer fate yeah it, we're in summer aren't we oh god does that mean it's soon a celebrity always shows up yeah who could it be sylvester mccoy maybe yeah or sylvester stallone equally as likely <laughs> yes and as, and as believable of all of, as all of this stuff as well i mean you, you you keep asking who this new character they're talking about with the double-barreled name Evie Charging Station. Yeah, when's she going to appear then? <laughs> oh, I assume she's just best mates with Verity Fun. Yes. Uh, it was a very lame joke, that Evie Charging Station. But it went down a storm on Twitter. I'm sure I thought I'm not going to be the first person who's said this. <laughs> uh, and I sort of went, oh, does she live beyond the bypass? Which is another repeated trope on Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. Evie, Evie Charging Station was mentioned, wasn't she? Because Susan is going on about it and there's going to be a delayed meeting. Is it next week about the whole thing? Mm-hmm. And Jim's going to pack it all out. Boring. Not interested. Yeah, I, it's never going to happen, is it? That's my feeling on do you it. think? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Kerry, if people do want to know about EV Charging Station and Verity Fun, how would they get in touch on Twitter? On Twitter, we are at the Cider Shed pod. We are busy during the tweet-alongs, except I wasn't this week so much because I was watching The Ashes. Sorry about that. That was great. That's where to find us there. Hashtag The Archers. Come and join in. We haven't had any new reviews this week, so anyone who hasn't yet written a five-star review, get amongst it and look at the instructions how to do so on our pod description you can follow us on instagram same handle as twitter at the cider shed pod and we have a facebook group 
called The Cider Shed Podcast, where people have been making their feelings known, particularly about Rob's return. Uh, we mm. actually do have an email as well, which is hello at thesidershed.com if you want to get in touch and you don't use any of those other means of social media. That's how you can do it. A uh, mm-hmm. quick shout out to our Patreons. Thanks as always for supporting the podcast. We really, really appreciate it um, as it's just me, Jesus and her Helen now producing the <laughs> podcast at the moment. So yeah, and it, it all helps. Shout out to Helen who became a new patron this week. Yeah, Helen got in touch as well to say she's been listening since the beginning and she followed you from the other podcast and shut the door behind me. Mm. Yes. Best decision of your life, Helen. <laughs> well, yeah, and breathe, Helen. But love you all so much, and I decided it was time to join Patreon finally. Um, yeah, she's asked a question there that uh, somebody else did mm. ask. I think it might have been Richard or Dan about whether we can create an RSS feed on Saturday so they can listen to the pod So without going through the Patreon app. I'm going to look into that and making that available. Ah. So just leave that with me, and I will. I'll, I'll try and have a look at that at the beginning of next week. Well, thank you, Helen, for following us to hear. Much appreciated. Did you watch Question Time last night from Clacton on Sea, Kerry? I didn't. Is it worth a watch? Well, I've only seen the highlights on Twitter. There was a woman who said that the reason she voted leave was because of uh, safety regulations for people who go up on roofs. And I have to give a massive shout out <laughs> to Sheil at Verbling on Twitter, who just quote tweeted it with, Nigel fell off his roof when we were in the EU, though. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Did someone really say that on the They did. Question I'm going to share a link to it. Yeah, she was um it was just one of those moments oh. where you're looking there and thinking and it's either she's desperately trying to remember some story that she read in the mail 7 years ago or she's been on holiday with a very hateful person who's pointed out some roofers in France and just said, "Hey, look at that. Look what they're doing." And she's like, "Right, that's why I'm leaving the EU." I am astounded sometimes by people what yeah. a moron and great tweet yeah i did create um a work this morning which is um european roof with moon and it was basically a photo of a roof i took opposite my house and mm. then i just put her face as the moon in the sky oh did next you to it. <laughs> i'll have a look at that yeah you're at mr weir on twitter aren't you and i'm at kerry warbis we never give our actual twitter accounts do we so yeah i'll send it to you now kerry you can have a look and it's k-e-r-i orbis all right kerry we're off to festivals we are cannot wait i will endeavor weekend yeah i'll endeavor to get this (laughs) what (laughs) that picture oh it's so good (laughs) european roof and morning moon oil on canvas 1902 yeah um I mean, she became a little bit of a star on Twitter last night. I'm going to send you the um, the clip itself now. Oh, you thank you. A, um, I don't mind live live reacting to you watching it, Kerry. Let's do that. That's oh really? That's, okay. that's going to make for got good podding. Got the volume up? I'm just doing that. Let's see. I to say is the reason that I wanted to come out to Brexit was because we seem to keep to all the rules. And um, many foreign countries didn't. I'm just talking about people that go up on roofs, for one thing. <laughs> we kept, when they brought the rules in about the safety guards, we... we the safety guards. But when you went to France or, or, or Germany or something, they were all up, in, up on, on the um, their roofs with nothing. And we were paying the, you know, the cost of... Is she a roofer? ...to do it the right way, <laughs> and they weren't. And that's around the biggest reason 
reasons why I voted. That man next to her is trying not to laugh. I know. Both um, people either I'm, side I'm, of them. Yeah. It's not, there's a lot of things that aren't right. Yeah. Your we're, head. You're, you're one of them. <laughs> oh, she started again. <laughs> hell fire. Yeah. How did she dress herself in that sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? I. It's incredible. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Stay off the roof, everyone. See you next week, everybody. Bye. For the people from the block having a pop.